Hello everyone, this is Rusty from Side Mission, and before we get started on today's episode, we just real quick wanted to say that in order for us to talk about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and give our full thoughts on the game, we kind of have to talk about the story and some important details that would classify as spoilers. So, this is your warning. If you want to play Rift Apart, or you're currently playing through it and you don't want to hear spoilers, go ahead and click away right now. Don't worry. This episode will still be here waiting on you for when you finish the game, so that way you can listen worry-free later at that time. Again, this is your spoiler warning for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Now let's get started. You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Welcome in everyone to the newest episode of Side Mission. As always, I'm the host, the captain of the ship, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. And today we are talking about the latest and greatest, and that is 100% fact at this point, the latest and greatest PlayStation 5 exclusive, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And as you can tell by that intro, I have to say we love this freaking game. This game is spectacular. Uh, we'll go to the boys first. Kyle, tell me, man, you were hyped for this game from the moment last year it was announced at that PlayStation event. I think it was the same event where the PS5 was actually revealed so tell me uh how much or how early into this game did you think that uh or did you realize this game was going to live up to your expectations i would say probably not even till the end of the first level i mean the, the entire the entire intro to the game was so beautiful i mean this game is probably the most graphically you know impressive game we've seen on the ps5 yet you all know it. I love me some ray tracing and boy, this game was Captain Ray the- Tracing back in action. <laughs> it was just so gorgeous. The way that the lighting was done in this game. I mean, there is just so many different uh areas where the colors really just blended together so smoothly. I have so, so much to say about this amazing PS5 exclusive. And I want to start off by saying that aside from everything else, one thing I was the most impressed by was how smooth this game run at a steady frame rate and how I experienced in my personal gameplay zero crashes, zero game-breaking glitches. I mean, there, I, I experienced hardly any glitches at all for, for, you know, I mean, you guys, you guys have been you know, with us for a long time. You've heard us come on this show and talk about how we just got this brand new game and it's already crashed twice in the first hour we opened it. Or, you know, there's an invisible wall that blocks you from progressing or, you know, whatever it may be. This game didn't have that. This game was very, very polished. Insomniac has struck gold with this. I'm I'm beyond ecstatic about <laughs> this episode alone. I I have been waiting for this game for so long and... I'm almost I'm almost sad to say that we kind of blew through it. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, it was still an amazing game, but I'm already on my new game plus playthrough. <laughs> I could not wait to beat this game and get that platinum. But uh yeah, dude, I mean this game's amazing. Yeah, I think that 
as someone who wasn't a huge fan of the series, and I have my reasons for that that I'll get into after I let Matt talk here for a second, I'm, I think I was really blown away by how much I loved this game early on. You said it, the very first level sets the tone for the game. Uh, the colors pop, the effects of everything, whether it's particle or smoke effects on the screen, it, it's, it's fantastic. This game visually is everything I think we hoped new games would be on the system. You know, so many reviews have said that, especially when you watch the cutscenes, that this looks like a very high quality Pixar movie. Looks like a very high quality Disney movie, Disney animated movie. And I think that that's true. I think that you could watch a cutscene video because I think the cutscenes add up to about an hour and 50 minutes or something like that. And you could almost believe that you were watching a Pixar movie. And that says a lot about the, the, the time and effort Insomniac put into this game. And you said it's another winner. They've struck gold. I mean, whether it's the Spider-Man games or, or Ratchet and Clank, I mean, outside of a, re- a recent game that we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, they really have struck gold. They've done fantastic work. So, Matt, give us your thoughts, man. When you first queued this game up, you first started it, man, Just what were, what were some things that stuck out to you? So I believe that there is a game that is what is considered what will define the generation of what's to come, and this will typically come within the first year of a new console. And Rift Apart is that game for PlayStation 5 and for this current gen in general that I feel like we have hit this new like graphical evolution and this game is a great showcase for that not just graphically but how well a game will run because you can have a million things going on on screen at one time and not a single frame rate drop i see the particle effects uh, how much you know destruction is going on how many enemies on screen and not a single frame rate drop and this is going to be the most impressive thing that I've seen. And I want to see more of this in this current generation of gaming to keep breaking, you know, the mold here. And Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart is the game that I want. I feel like everyone who owns a PlayStation 5 should own this game. Even if you're not a fan of the series, like you don't have to be. But this is the game that I think that everyone needs to experience. And there's so much variety in the level design. Uh, music is fantastic, very fitting to each level, and the weapons, there's so much variety there. It's hard to find a, like a weapon that you're not going to love. And the voice acting is incredible. we got you know, Jennifer Hell joining the cast as Rivet, which is a fantastic character, which is something that I didn't quite think would be you know would happen like this character who who fit into the universe so well and she did and rivet is probably has become my favorite character in this series other than ratchet and clank of course so matt touched on a little bit about the particle effects and i just want to say uh the ps5 as a system alone is groundbreaking for what we've seen with this game for a system to run so much going on, the particle effects alone in you know this, and we've also seen in Returnal, it, it, they're fantastic. I mean, there is when you break a box, it's not just a few big pieces you know that go lying on the floor. There are splinters that go you know just all over the place. When you are shooting out guns, you see you know sparks flying off and enemies uh, pieces of armor breaking off. It's, you know, and, and when you break a box, when you destroy something in the environment, you can walk away and come back and there will still be pieces of that box on the ground. There will still be that lamp pole sitting on the ground there, even after you left the area and come back. That is so impressive that this machine can run so much happening all at once. Like Matt said, without frame rate drops, holding at a steady 60 FPS, 4K. That's that's something that 
console has not been able to see it. This is this is a first with this you know generation of consoles and the PlayStation you know pretty much exclusively. We are seeing things that only PC gamers have been able to see for years, and I think that this is this is definitely you know turning out to be my favorite console of all time. I think Matt said it best when he said that there are in every generation there are generation defining games. I think for the PS3 era, uh, Uncharted 2 was that system seller. It was that game that if you wanted a PS3, that was typically a game you would buy it for. Uh, PS4, I think a lot of people would say God of War or Spider-Man. I think that you know those were two really big system sellers, along with games like Bloodborne and Last of Us Remastered. Um, I think PS5, I think it's a no-brainer at this point that Rift Apart is 100% that game. And as much as I love Demon Soul, the Demon Souls remake, uh, I love Returnal. I think it's a great game. And I love every game that I've played on the PS5, including Resident Evil Village, obviously. It was a great game on there. This is that exclusive that you should buy into Next Gen 4. Obviously... PS5s are still not widely available. That's the scalping is still a major issue. Uh, availability and supply is still the main issue there. But when that is no longer an issue, this is a game that is going to sell this system. And it's really funny because the last game that we got uh, that had the name Ratchet and Clank was the PS4 game, and it was atrocious. And I said that m- multiple times that one of the best parts of Rift Apart is the fact that it made the PS4 game look so much worse. Every minute I spent in this game had me thinking, wow, what in the world happened with that? And obviously we know what happened. It was the B team mainly that was working on it. It really wasn't uh, Insomniac's A team working on it. And it was based on a movie that coincidentally was also based on a game. It was a very weird situation. I think we can all agree that a movie was based on a game, but the game is also somewhat based on the movie. Like we, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But the fact of the matter is, this is a game that is going to sell PS5s when PS5s are more readily available. So I want to talk to you both now about the story because I think that, that while the gameplay and the combat and the exploration and the world building, all of that is fantastic here. But I want to talk about the story because I feel like the story is really what sells this game for me. Because if you compare it to other Ratchet and Clank games, I think a lot of veterans would say this is actually a little bit more of a mature story. Uh, a story about identity, uh, about about self-confidence. There's a lot of deep undertones here that I like. So, uh, Matt, I want to ask you, Matt, what were some of your favorite parts of this story and what, what moments really stuck out to you? I think one of the moments that stuck out to me the most was probably one of the biggest revealing um, moments between Rivet and uh, Kit when you found out that you know, the reason why you notice that Rivet has a robot arm is Kiz actually was created by Emperor Nefarious as this attack robot. And she has this ability where she can, you know, basically make herself gigantic. And uh, there's kind of a talking about uh, in the past where Rivet was infiltrating one of Emperor Nefarious's prisons. And, you know, uh, Rivet being the guard uh, attacker and, you know, took out, you know, pretty much injured her arm to the point she had to remove it. And it's a very touching moment right there because it's just, it's this revealing moment and it, it forms this connection between the two characters that you see with like Ratchet and Clank. You know, they've been through all these adventures together. And it's just that's part of the character progression and uh, character progression is, is that's going to set up, which hopefully we see these characters again in the future because they have such a great dynamic and part of their, their past um, was very well written and very conclu- also concluded very well as well. And 
Another thing that I wanted to mention with the story is I think that Dr. Nefarious is the most hilarious character in this and his voice acting is hilarious, especially if you might recognize his voice as the, uh, as the voice actor who does Invader Zim and the uh, dynamic between Emperor Nefarious and Dr. Nefarious is like very hilarious. You know, he's constantly losing and he sees this, uh, you know, his basically his alter, uh, alter dimension self, because this is what this game is about with different dimensions is each character that we've seen in Ratchet and Clank has like their own alternate dimension um, counterpart. And that's when Nefarious is to Dr. Nefarious. And I just love the interaction between everybody and their counterparts. And the, the, the script is really good. And there's very heartwarming moments and very funny dialogue. Just, you know, listen to some of the background characters having conversations for a good laugh. And there's just always, it's a very lively world. Uh, it's very, you know, it's very, it feels very organic. Like it doesn't feel like, you know, these characters are just there. They, they feels like they live in this world. They interact with everybody. And I think that that's part of what makes the story so, you know, involving and why you just want to keep going. You know, Matt, that scene you mentioned, it's funny that like, that's a scene I think that stuck out to all three of us because it's, it's one of the biggest reveals in the game, obviously, like you said, but it leads to a couple other more interesting scenes. You know, when, when rivet has a chance to actually confront kit, um, you know, I think in the next level where, you know, she, you know, she's spent that pre- previous level with Clank and he tells her, you know, maybe you should try forgiving her. I'm sure you know, there, there wasn't anything hateful behind it. It was never personal. Uh, that whole, the whole exchange between her and Kit where Kit's saying, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to hide on Savali. Um, I'm not meant to be here. I'm not a great partner. I will always be broken. I love that because you don't expect emotional moments like that in games like this. You don't expect a lot of heart. And maybe Ratchet and Clank fans, maybe OG fans do. I don't personally because I'm not an OG Ratchet and Clank fan. Um, but that's incredible because of that. And then the very next scene with Rivet and Ratchet, that is hard to say really fast. Holy crap. Uh, the next scene with Rivet and Ratchet where, you know, he says, oh, so you, you don't want her here because you're afraid. And she turns around and says, says the hero who's too afraid to look for the Lombax is at least my fear makes sense. It, it, there's the writing is so perfect in this game. Uh, Kyle, I want to hear your favorite story moment, but I have to ask you, man, because we've had this discussion where in in love in franchises that are considered beloved uh adding a new protagonist and even two for that matter really that is typically a very risky move in any franchise in any form of media normally that's a move that is very divisive i think back to last of us part two where it introduced us to abby and you spend half the game as her and half the game as ellie um i think i know where i stand obviously i think that jennifer hale and deborah wilson did an incredible job each as rivet and kit and i think that they're two of the most well-written characters i've seen in a video game in years uh what were your thoughts on that and talk about your favorite parts of the story hey my initial thoughts from rivet and kit and emperor nefarious were that these are not just carbon copy clones these are their own characters with their own personalities their own backstory their own you know little quirks their own things that make them tick there's you know they they really didn't use the common trope that a lot of you know movies and games and tv shows use whenever they're using you know alternate dimensions or whenever they're using clones or you know, alter egos or alternate versions. They're always, you know, or most times they're just a copy. You know, they make the same movements. They sound the same. They look the same. You know, they're basically the same person. And I really, really enjoyed the fact that 
they portrayed the alternate versions. Rivet and Kit portrayed the alternate versions of Ratchet and Clank so well, but it did not at all feel like I was playing as Ratchet and Clank. It felt like I was playing a game called Rivet and Kit. That is such a difficult thing to do when not only introducing a new protagonist, but to make that protagonist almost, you know, the more important character. I mean, I was more drawn to Rivet's story. I was more drawn to Kit's story. And I mean, I love, I love Ratchet and Clank, but they were just such interesting characters. And I think that, I think that my favorite moment as well was definitely the part where you find out that Kit was responsible for Rivet losing her arm because it showed it showed such emotional depth with these characters and it didn't just last for one scene she straight up left she went and you know she left to continue on the mission without kit and it wasn't until you know the last moment that kit came back and it was you know it was that final moment of just oh my god she's here you know like mind-blowing it felt like you got some full closure to that part of the story it was so so well written and even afterwards there's a little bit of dialogue where they kind of talk it out i loved that so much because it really felt like they were real people having a real conversation about real issues and it wasn't just blown over in the next scene like most you know movies and tv shows do fantastic fantastic writing all around so I want to address something important then because obviously we can't talk about a story without talking about the ending. As you mentioned, you know, they have that scene where they talk it out. And uh, I, I, w- I would like to say first that um, I am 100% on board if we at some point do get a spinoff around Rivet and Kit because the chemistry was absolutely fantastic. So I am all for that. Again, as a non-OG Ratchet and Clank fan, I think I was drawn more to Rivet because I, I didn't. I feel like in the PS4 game, that's the only Ratchet and Clank game I've played, I saw enough about Ratchet to kind of know who Ratchet is, to understand the character that he is and has been for, you know, since 2002. So I think that Rivet being a new character, not being a carbon copy, instead being a dimensional counterpart that has her own personality, her own backstory, and her own her own way of thinking, I think that's what drew me to her. And that's also the fact that, again, Jennifer Hale just does a fantastic job voicing her. So when you when you can tell that a voice actor or voice actress puts their all into something, when you can tell that, typically it results in a very, very good performance. But let's talk about the ending to this game. Matt, yes or no and why, back up your answer here, uh, is this the last that we have seen of, uh, of this group of heroes? Oh, absolutely not. And I back that up because I was saying I, I don't think Insomniac realized just how popular these characters are going to be. I mean, leading up to the release of the game, Rivet was exploding all over the Internet. And people were even like saying, uh, it's time to retire Ratchet and let's call the game Rivet and Clank. Because at the time, we didn't know of Kit's character and the character herself. As we said before, she has such an interesting backstory. And there's I felt like there's a lot more to it, the character that I would like to see. So maybe if we don't get her back in Ratchet and Clank and maybe they get their own spinoff. Like I would totally play those games. And I, I totally want to, you know, see more adventures with, uh, with rivet and, and kit. And like I said before, uh, the popularity of this character is more well than enough to, to show insomniac. We want more of these characters. So Kyle, that leads to my next question for you. So let's say a sequel happens. We obviously don't know when we have, we know nobody at insomniac. 
We know nobody at all. What does the next Ratchet and Clank look like if we do indeed get a sequel like I think all three of us believe we'll, we will get? I think there's one of two routes here. I think that there's a definitely the route they could take where the next game they release is a spinoff called Rivet and Kit to kind of build time for the next Ratchet and Clank game to not only, you know, build the suspicion, build the, the you know, the tension and, you know, kind of get people hyped for it, but also to give them time to really make that game as much of an experience as this one was. Or they go right into the next game and they do the same thing where, you know, we've got, we play as Ratchet for some levels and Rivet, you know, on some levels. But if they if they take Rivet out and they just have her as a side character and not a playable character, I personally don't think that would be a great move. I think that these characters definitely need to stay playable. They need to be utilized. I personally would like to see a Rivet and Kit spin-off game and then the next Ratchet and Clank game in, you know, the in, in the series. Because you could you could do so much with these brand new characters who haven't been around for almost two decades. They're brand new. You you know, they've got their own story. You can literally take them anywhere and do anything with them. And with with you know, the team Insomniac has built, I have I I have full faith that they will definitely take care of this franchise and, you know, everybody who loves it so much. It's not hard to figure out at this point that I was not necessarily the biggest fan of the PS4 game. I absolutely hated it. It's one of my five least favorite games of all time, and I'm mad that I wasted literally an entire weekend playing through it just to find out that it had nothing to do with the main line of games. But all that being said, I remember when this game got revealed how excited you two were because obviously you both are big fans of the series. This is the first mainline series game that I've played. Um, I didn't know how I was going to feel going into it. I really didn't. I, I... fully expected to if you want me to be straight up honest i fully expected to hate it uh i did not expect to like it whatsoever and in fact kyle remember you texting me multiple times telling me how much you were hoping that i would like it and that how you were appreciative that i was just giving it a chance after the travesty that was the ps4 game um i think it says a lot about a game when it can get a new fan within the first i'd say hour and a half of the game because the first level really did hook me and i did love this game and I, I'm not going to lie, uh, there are moments in gaming where you maybe, you may, we maybe forget kind of how lucky we are to have the games we do, because I know you're like 2020, we had some great games last year, but what does everybody talk about? Everybody talks about Cyberpunk and how much they screwed up. Everybody talks about how divisive Last of Us Part Two was. Everybody talks about how Ghost of Tsushima, while a great game, might, didn't really do a lot differently, right? That's what people talk about, the negatives. We forget a lot of times about how blessed we are. In the last month, we've seen Resident Evil Village, Returnal. We've seen the announcements for Far Cry 6, Dying Light 2, and Horizon Forbidden West, along with a ton of other stuff at E3 that, hint, hint, you might hear from us, hear about from us next week. Um, and, of course, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart comes out, and it's one of the best, P- it's the best PS5 exclusive out there right now. Let's go ahead and make that very, very clear. It is 100% the best PS5 game. Uh, and it's very disappointing to know that people are not able to experience because of, obviously, the high demand and the low supply of the PS5, as we've already mentioned. Um, but to Insomniac, honest to God, uh, thank you. 
Thank you for making me love this game. Thank you for giving me something that I can fall in love with. Uh, if you told me at the beginning of the year that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart would be the first game of the year that I would platinum, as I did on Tuesday, uh, probably would have told you absolutely not, and uh, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I am really, really thankful to have played this game, <laughs> and I, I, it may be an overreaction at this point. It may just be the hype that we've bought into. Um, but as of right now, I think we can all safely say this is probably the front runner for game of the year, and deservedly, deservedly so. Insomniac deserves to be applauded and commended for their fantastic work. But the next time you hear from us, it'll be a historic episode because it'll be the very first episode that we have all three recorded in the same room at the same time as each other. We'll be in Utah next week to visit Kyle. And we'll talk a little bit about E3, what we saw, some very, very big reveals uh, on you know all sides, whether it be Xbox or Nintendo, uh, Bethesda, who have you, or Ubisoft. I mean, there are a lot of big reveals. We can't wait to talk about them, and we hope you'll tune in. Like we said, big episode. But until then, that's Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. I'm Rusty Ellis. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.